Hi, and welcome to the second episode of the A-Team Podcast. My name is Dr. Antoinette Shields, and today I'm going to be interviewing the other member of the A-Team, Dr. Andrea Davis. Welcome, Dr. Davis. Thank you, Dr. Shields. Yay. Um, Today we're going to talk to Dr. Davis and learn all about her background and see what led her to open her own physical therapy practice. So I guess our first question for you, Dr. Davis, is where did you grow up? Where did you go to high school? Are you local to Medford where you own your practice? Um, So I grew up in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and I went to Camden Catholic High School. So fighting Irish all the way through, not not Eastern like, like some people. Uh, local to Medford, yes, it was my first job in South Jersey as a physical therapist. was also in Medford 23 years ago. Wow, dating yourself there, Dr. Little, Davis. Little bit, yes. Thank you so much. So I know Davis, it's Davis Physical Therapy and Sports Rehab. So uh, did you play any sports growing up? Yes. I uh, started playing softball when I was eight. Uh, softball and basketball were my, my two favorite things to do when I was a kid. Um, So up through high school, I was field hockey, basketball, and softball for the majority of my career. Four four years field hockey, four years softball, three years basketball. No soccer, huh? (laughs) Definitely no soccer. No foot skills here. That's too bad. Mm -hmm. Hopefully the other member of the A-team can make up with some foot skills. Foot skills, maybe. Throwing skills, maybe not. So what was your favorite sport? Did you play any sports in college? I did. So softball is my favorite sport. It's the one I took to the most. I did love basketball for a long time, but uh, I was uh, better suited for softball. And I went to, at the time it was called College Misericordia for softball. It's a division three school uh, for softball and physical therapy. How did you do, uh, like, was it a program where you did both or did you have to do your undergrad there and then your graduate program there? So at the time it was, uh, I graduated in 1994 from high school and at the time it was transitioning, physical therapy was transitioning from bachelor's to a master's. So it was five years and my mom did a ton of research around physical therapy and uh, determined the best like track to go with the least amount of time would be a a five-year program. So you would get accepted as a freshman to the physical therapy program and you basically uh, had to make it or you would get kicked out. So you had to maintain a GPA and you had to uh, put the work in and if that GPA fell below their standards, then you were no longer in the physical therapy program. Sounds a bit challenging. <laughs> a little bit, yes, yes. <laughs> so, so you said your mom did a lot of research. Uh, how did you? How did you end up going to the physical therapy route? So I hurt my ankle pretty badly when I was a sophomore in high school uh, playing softball. Slid into third base and got stepped on. Um, and growing up, when I did, we were uh, taught uh, old school. I call it old school uh, grit. So in between innings, they would stick my foot in a bucket of ice. We were in a tournament up in Albany. So in between innings, I'd have my foot in a bare foot in a bucket of ice, take it out, tape it up, go in and play, take it, came back out, put it in the bucket of ice. Uh, so that, that was my last tournament that summer. It put me out of the majority of my field hockey season that year, and I had to go to physical therapy. So uh, I found it interesting because uh, there was a lot of athletes where I went, and I was like, hmm, so I found it interesting, but honestly, didn't really give it a, a second thought much after that. <laughs> was, was the type of physical therapy that you received there uh, similar to what you're practicing today? No, no, not even, 
Not even a little bit, no. So would you say what you're doing today has kind of been what you would have wanted when you were uh, in high school or college? I would like to say I was that intelligent when I was in high school, but I don't think, uh, again, I put that much thought into it at the time. So when I look back and, and think about the, the therapy that I received, um, it really was n nothing compared to, to what we're doing now in the sense that I went in, I was told to go do a couple exercises, I would go over and do my own exercises, somebody would come check on me, I didn't know who my physical therapist was, and I didn't ask because, again, wasn't really on my radar and they would put some ice on my ankle and then I would go home so that that was kind of the extent to what my experience was in physical therapy um, which uh, is not what we were <laughs> when I went to PT school that's not what we were taught in PT school so it was a, a tad bit confusing uh, for me as I, I was growing in the profession I guess and how many years have you been practicing now? <laughs> Again, huh? Want to date me? Yeah, I'm just kidding. I think, I believe you said 23. Is <laughs> yeah, that correct? It is correct. Thank yeah. you so much. No, but in those 23 years, um, how many different settings have you worked in? Hmm, I've worked in quite a few different settings. The majority of my clinicals were spent in outpatient orthopedics. Um, I did do a, a, a assisted living rotation, so that was considered to be a neuro rotation, which I, I, I enjoyed. I was surprised that I enjoyed it. But over the course of my career, the majority has been outpatient orthopedics. I've worked for large corporations. I've worked for very small private practices. I've worked, I uh, was the director, rehab director of a assisted living facility. Um, I've been a clinical director in the majority of my career in various shapes and sizes of, of uh, volume and, and settings. Um, so I've, I've been around a little bit. I spent some time in the hospital, did some inpatient, did not like that at all. It was not for me. Um, but yeah, so orthopedics is where, where I fit. And so it seems like you've done a lot of like manager jobs as well or more higher level than just treating clinically. Would that be correct? I have. Yep. I've had a decent amount of experience with that. Yes. And so what led you to wanting to open your own practice? I didn't actually. I did, didn't want any parts of opening my own practice. I, um, I knew how much work it would take to, to get a practice off the ground, so uh, I had a previous experience at a private practice that I enjoyed very much, um, and then we became more of a, a bigger business type setting, more corporatized, and uh, it just wasn't for me, so I thought kind of I had run my course, and I was going to go on to do some other things, try some other things out, so uh, in a very short period of time, I held multiple jobs and multiple um, environments trying to find what was going to fit for me essentially um, and then you know we had a big big catalyst uh, thing that happened at, at home and uh, that's kind of where I had to make a decision so would you say the big what what would you say the big corporations are missing that you wanted to provide when you opened your practice um, it, what I found over the years, there was a lot of similarities. No matter where I worked, there's two very uh, similar themes that w became extremely frustrating. And I became, the older I got, the more outspoken I got, which uh, doesn't bode well if you're not really 
on, on top in the companies that you're working with. <laughs> but the uh, it, patient care was always said to be at the forefront of everybody's expectations and, and wants. And yes, we provide quality care. And that was always the tagline. But really, when, when you looked at things, it was, it was more about um, putting pressure on the clinicians to provide quality patient care at all costs. So there was a lot of talk about quality patient care and hiring the right uh, PTs to do that and taking care of our patients, et cetera, et cetera. But um, setting them up almost for failure in the sense that you need to see X number of visits or um, you don't have the equipment that you feel you need in order to provide good care. There, there was just some consistent themes with, you know, it is what it is. We only get paid X number of dollars from insurance companies, and, and the pressure just always seemed to be on to do more. So, you know, if you were able to do more, you were expected to do more, but then others on the, the same staff, clinical staff, um, that wouldn't necessarily be able to handle doing more weren't expected to do more. So there was just a lot of disparity between what was said and, and what was actually uh, happening, and it became too frustrating for me to, to want to continue. Would you say those practices were more um, number and productivity driven? And I don't think on purpose. I think it's just something that, that happens over time where, um, you know, it, it, business, healthcare is a business. And I think it takes a very, uh, it's a very challenging situation to marry the business of healthcare with the care of people. And I think they're two separate things that run on parallel lines that nobody really has figured out clearly. In my opinion, no one really has figured out how to, how to marry those two worlds where all those things can, can coexist harmoniously, um, at least in this experiences that I've had. Well, I can say just since my time at working at Davis, which I started in January of 2019, that you're doing a great job of trying to marry those two. <laughs> Thank you. I'm probably killing myself in the process, but it makes me happy to know that. Yeah, but I, I do think it, it makes a, a big difference. Um, and I, I think that uh, the patients that we treat definitely notice that difference. I appreciate that. And that's really uh, kind of what, what keeps me going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when did you open the practice? So uh, as legend would have it, uh, my husband works for uh, Verizon and Verizon underwent a uh, infamous strike in, in 2016. So I believe it was April of 2016. I was working in a home care situation, uh, two small children, and we received notice. He thought that uh, his union was going to strike. And then when it happened, we found ourselves in a situation in which uh, we were not going to have health benefits. We were not going to have, um, you know, his, his salary. And I was working uh, relatively part-time at the time. Um, so uh, one day I came home, and we had gotten the letter that the health benefits were going to be terminated. And we sat, sat in our kitchen. And uh, it's definitely one of the scarier moments in, in my adult life. Um, you know, how are we going to make the bills? How are we going to, you know, take care of our kids, uh, doctor's appointments, et cetera. So it was either we kind of had to decide if we were either going to just each kind of grind and put some jobs together in order to make ends meet. He would work like overnights in a warehouse. I would work, you know, multiple home care or per diem jobs. Or um, I had been getting messages more recently from patients I had treated in the past, like, where are you? How can I find you? 
um, or we would take this time and, and look at it in a different way, kind of flip the script, look at it as a gift of time in which he would be able to be home with the kids and I would be released to just go try and, and do my thing. So I went and cashed out my, my 401k essentially and um, started seeing patients. And that was May of 2016 is when we established the practice. That's amazing. And so in, in what space did you start the practice? So uh, through, through contacts through the years, um, one of the gentlemen that had worked for me previously also owned a uh, martial arts fitness studio. Uh, his name was Brian, and Brian had agreed to rent me a room, a single room in his gym for whenever I needed. Um, so I, we agreed to a, a monthly fee. I could have use of the room, full, full use of his uh, facility for what I needed, and that became the first address for Davis Physical Therapy. My, my mom was a biller by trade and had worked with me in a previous setting, so we had already had a pretty good established relationship with uh, insurance companies and what needed to be done. So she and I worked together to lay the foundation to get the practice off the ground. Um, pretty much as you can imagine, I was doing uh, home care, so I would go out to home care visits and then I would rush over to uh, Brian's place. I would treat a couple patients and I would go back out to home care visits. And at the time, uh, the couple years prior, I still owned what was a uh, strength and conditioning company called Driving Force. So I was also teaching uh, softball hitting and throwing and doing a biomechanical analysis. So I had three jobs essentially going into the start of this practice to, to make ends meet before we, we started getting paid for the PT work. So tired just listening to your schedule. <laughs> <laughs> just no, honestly, uh, it's, it's a really amazing um, how, you, how you started. And then, so once you grew, you had to move out of that little room, right? It was just you and Maggie to start. Is that correct? Ma Money Mags, I mean. Yes. Your mom, <laughs> the, the billing department. Yes. Uh, it was just Money Mags and myself. My sister had experience with uh, website development, so she helped get me off the ground with uh, website. And uh, Lucy Taglienti was also involved early on as, as early marketing to try and put some uh, – information together and brochures and whatnot and uh, start getting the word out to physicians but yes yeah, so i started treating in brian's place and i believe it was uh may june of 2016 and then we had to move out because i was running around from eight in the morning until nine at night almost five days a week between the the three jobs so i needed to finally make the jump what you need to understand with the jump, though, is we were still not getting paid for our physical mm -hmm. therapy services at the time because there's always a, a lag, and a lot of people don't understand that. So really, you have to put the, the work in up front and kind of have, uh, you have to have a cushion as a runway in order to get into when insurance actually accepts you as being a, a real person and a real entity and Medicare approves you as a provider. So we went, uh, I believe Maggie will tell us that we went almost a full year before we received any money. And that's a year from uh, June of 2016. So we didn't really get paid for PT until uh, possibly June, maybe May of 2017. That's crazy stupid to, to wait yeah to wait that long Su super challenging and uh you know credit to my my husband who was terrified i'm sure of the leap but i, I kind of had him in a corner he really had a choice at the time but uh to our credit uh so we started in june and then by october 1st 
or November 1st, I uh, saw my first patient in what is now our Medford location of the same year. Awesome. And so how big is your was your Medford location when you first started? Um, the, the first floor, what you would call the main suite, the first floor when you come in. So it's about 900 square feet. Okay. Yeah, and that's that's how big it was when I started working for you, correct? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can't wait. And uh, no, no. Uh, honestly, it's been amazing to watch the practice grow. Because um, I started in January, like I said, January 2019. So um, it was like a year in and COVID happened. And we just kept growing um, when everyone else shut down. And we can go into this further, but... Um, like the company, I remember we were so small. It was like a laundry room slash microwave <laughs> slash billing office totally. in the back. Um, yeah, poor Maggie was doing work and we were like sitting behind her eating lunch. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, but it's so cool to be a part of it because I've never seen anyone truly work harder than you. And it's nice to actually watch that hard work, you know, be successful. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, Long road for sure. So what is your setup currently? Uh, current setup, we have same location, 639 Stokes Road in Medford. Uh, currently we are uh, three different suites. So we have suite 103, which is downstairs, the original. And then uh, we are connected to suite 203, which is directly above 103. Um, but the intention for suite 203 was just to be uh, a little bit extra space for, um, I think we took that over in, in January of 2020, and it was just supposed to be a little bit extra space for testing and, and some of the technology work that we do. But then uh, flash forward three months later and, and the world blew up and uh, you and I had some, <laughs> <laughs> some fast decisions to make. So we, we converted that in March. I think it was done by April 1st or so. Uh, flipped it so to be a full service uh, PT office. So in the intentions were never to have a two floor PT office and they certainly weren't to have three suites separated literally into three suites, but that's how we're functioning right now. Um, it's very, uh, it's fascinating to see where the growth has come from. Uh, I was just saying to you before we started recording that five years ago, six years ago, I never would have thought I'd be sitting here having the time to actually sit down and, and catalog this and having, uh, you know, my staff or team like working currently now and I'm not on staff. I mean, we're talking when I started, I was taking my laundry home because I didn't have a washer and dryer. So every <laughs> night I would take all the laundry home and uh, the agreement was my husband would do the laundry as long as I brought it home and you know how my memory is. So <laughs> lots of times I had to go back and get it because I, I didn't remember. So it's, uh, yeah, we've grown. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little I mean, bit. three, three suites that were taken over the building, it sounds like. <laughs> a I would like to. Um, you did mention testing. Mm -hmm. what, do, what do you mean by testing? So uh, early on, um, like most PTs, uh, I was experiencing burnout really in the real world as far as, uh, and then when I decided to, to open the practice, you know, uh, my intention was truly only to, to provide for, for my family. I didn't intend on hiring anyone. It was just going to be me just kind of trying to make ends meet and make some money and, and work for myself and do things the way I wanted to do. I was uh, asked, I volunteered to see one of the professional team's evaluations and they were utilizing this technology system that blew my mind. So uh, uh, they're based in Australia. The company's name is Dorsa V. And in 2016, I just called them in Australia. Just called them up, left a voicemail. I saw it. 
I love it. Blew my mind. Tell me more. I want it. And uh, crazy enough, they uh, they sent somebody out. So they had somebody in my clinic within a week. Um, sat down, intelligent physical therapist, and uh, we bought the system. And it's pretty much uh, it's a wireless sensor system that gives direct feedback about biomechanics and movement patterns that um, I we now, but I could use for ACL specific return to play. Uh, and since then, it's just been. It's opened a, a door in, in my brain that I didn't know was there and uh, really fired me up again as far as um, interest in the field and what is possible. So that's, that's my passion at this point and uh, 23 years in, still love it and uh, we'll continue to fight to try and do what we're doing uh, to the best that we can and provide a good environment for both patients and clinicians. Uh, sounds like you're fast forward thinking with the in the tech world. Do you have any other technology that you use in the practice? Yeah, I mean, so we use the QuickBoard, we use the Proteus, we use um, restricted blood flow, all things that, um, you know, since opening the door with Dorsa V and entering that world a little bit and some of the connections that, that I've made there and uh, I guess my one of my strengths is my ability to look at technology and quickly apply it in a very simple manner to the work that we're doing and help us be more efficient. So um, I started looking for other pieces that would fill, you know, from A to Z, top to bottom, uh, dorsal V for lower extremity, quickboard for agility, proteus for upper extremity, and restricted blood flow for, for all around increased productivity of muscle growth. So uh, yeah, those are the highlights really. Sounds like you have a and the Alter G. Yeah, forgot about the Alter G. But it sounds like you have a piece of technology that can really be applied to anyone or uh, any diagnosis that really walks in the door. It's true. What's your favorite? Uh, my favorite's blood flow restriction therapy, that as you true. know very well. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, it's it's an all time fave of mine. Um, so you run your own practice. Yep. Um, you started just you and. Um, Maggie doing the billing. How many people work for you now? Um, I think we're at 14. Okay. I think we have 14, 15 on payroll. <laughs> and then there's a few others outsourced. So definitely growing. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> do you see um, making any big moves in the future? <laughs> I do, yes. Yeah? yeah That's exciting. Yeah, of course. It is exciting. That yeah. is exciting. Nothing we're going to talk about today, though. Yeah, no, <laughs> of course not. Um, but, like, family life, how do uh -huh. you find it is to find that balance? <sighs> I mean, you've mentioned your, your husband, your children. Um, I, I know it must be challenging, you know, running your own company, uh, working all these new technology, taking care of your patients, and also, you know, being a mom and a wife and... I'm exhausted just hearing it now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, that's always the question, right? The young guys always ask, you know, um, you know, how do you make it all work? You know, it sounds like a lot, but you seem to, to have it all together. I mean, you know the same. We, we have these conversations all the time uh, <laughs> off, uh, off mic, but uh, it's, it's very challenging. And I guess if you're going to drill down to anything, it's communication of expectations on all levels. So making sure when, when we entered into, when I was debating on, on starting the practice, my kids were very little. 
Um, but we had a sit-down family meeting, the four of us, my husband, uh, my children now are 12 and, and 14. At the time, they were <laughs> six and eight. Yeah. So uh, very different conversation at six and eight than it is at 12 and 14. But, you know, this is what mommy's going to do. This is what the situation is going to be. Dad's going to be home. You know, so uh, we, we try still to this day, we try and have Sunday night family meetings to discuss what the week looks like. And then uh, Rich and I kind of break down. I have the most supportive husband I could ever ask for. So um, I, I have that over, there's not a chance I'd be doing anything if he didn't take that risk that long ago, so. Yeah, I've met him, he's a, he's a pretty good one. He's all right. Yeah, we'll, keep him around. Yeah, we'll keep him around, I don't have a choice right now, but we'll <laughs> keep him around. So yeah, so there's no good answer really, it's just, it's a game. Yeah all the time for sure but it sounds like you're managing it well on all levels I feel really good about it some days and really awful about it other days and I think that's true for most most working women generally speaking and then working moms on top of it you know you have your good days and your bad days and the days that I get the phone calls from my kids you're never home you work all the time uh, they pull even to this day and and I have to remind myself that I know that's not true because I do to make sure that I take time and we take days off and you know I volunteer at school and and all the things that you want to try and dial in so your kids know that, that you're involved in things but it, it is tiring it's exhausting and uh, I'm learning now that I, I didn't put myself in that mix at all and uh, the last couple of years have taught me a lot about uh, just grounding and making sure I make time for myself and then it's just important as uh, everybody else like being on the air on the airplane <laughs> having to put the mask on yourself first yes. you take care of yourself how are you going to take care of everyone else who, who told me that i feel like i, I feel like i know somebody that's told me that yeah guilty yeah. Mm -hmm. that we do and invest um, you know we we invest a lot of time and energy in vetting the equipment that we use based in research and, and um, science and making sure that uh, patients it's a good quality customer experience. And one of the biggest pitfalls uh, that I've seen with growth is multiple offices um, not being able to maintain the same um, level of care or consistency of excellence across the board. It's one of my biggest fears with, with growth. Um, so for that reason, we are actually, the, the plan is to stay in, in, as one, so to speak, superstore. Uh, I prefer to work with the best best of the best that there is to offer in our field and I feel we do that and we have that so um, our growth has all been organic and I would like to continue to facilitate that so um, moving into a, a larger space to allow us to exploit the uh, the positives of what we provide that's that's where we're heading right now so I for one am excited to be a part of it oh and, good um, I'm so glad I yeah, hope you stick around that would sure. be fun I know um, and I, I agree, like your growth, honestly, like everyone that you've hired since I've been a part of the team has been someone that has uh, been with you or worked with you somewhere along the way and has like searched you out to be a part of what you're creating. And I just, I feel like that just speaks volumes about you. It's very sweet. I really never thought of it that way until you, you had said that to me previously and I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm excited to see where it goes. And I, I think we're doing great things and it's it's fun. The patients are great. Uh, it's a great work atmosphere. 
it's good i'm glad that's the goal really yeah no yeah. totally it's, it's it's fun for everyone really and and we get the job done which is you know most important and we make dreams come true we do we do make <laughs> dreams come true at least that's what i do i, mean, <laughs> I don't know what you do i don't know you, what i you, do you give me the opportunity to make, <laughs> to make dreams my come dreams true. come true oh yeah. my lord to make everyone's dreams come true <laughs> it's amazing yes of oh. course Well, um, I just want to thank you for being on the podcast. My pleasure. Yes, thank you for doing such a great job. Oh, thank you. Um, Maybe my interviewing skills are improving. (laughs) I feel good about it in this moment. So next time when we interview someone else, I'll have some very good questions lined up. I I can't wait. Look forward to it. All right. Well, thank you. (laughs) My pleasure. All right. Till we see you guys next time. (laughs) Have a good day. Bye.